Sweet talk with the Arctic Monkey intro. Dude, that's my mood right now. I'm I went from so tired and beat and dead last night because I had one more final. I took that last final. I'm elated. I don't think I've ever been happier in my life. Yeah, it's over. It's complete. Dude, I just remember high school taking forever. Like, yeah. getting through junior year, just like, that was such a long period yeah. of time. True. College has been so fast. This year went by. I just remember when we started last in August. Yeah. Over Zoom. I, we were doing the interview the first week out. Like, that seems like yesterday. It does. Does it, that seem like nine months ago? No. No. It's that we're in this weird time vortex where it's all screwed up. And I mean, this feels like the quickest year of my life. I would have to say this to you, Quinn. Um, and I mean, it's been a good year. It's been a good year, all things considered. You know, we had Zoom classes. We had to wear masks on campus. I mean, we had we had a lot of developments. We've gotten a new president here at John Carroll. You and I have really expanded our podcast repertoire. We have, um, you know, we've made friends, we've lost friends, we've lived and we've loved and we've lost. And and we've been caught up on women. Oh, wait, that's me, not you. Right. You're, I've been, you're not single. I'm a loyal man. I've, I've been caught up on women, though, you know. Dude, I've, on the women, my mom goes, so we're about, me and Michael, we get our apartment June 1, and... We were talking on off air. My mom and I were on this walk yesterday, and I tell her we're upstairs. She's like, "Why'd you choose upstairs?" Because mom, I don't want to hear people stomping. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And I go. Also, the landlord said there's three John Carroll women living across the hall. Ooh. Not a bad selling point, you know. No. I would rather. I'd much rather have three girls, as yeah. you know. Even if only thirty three percent of them are pretty. That's still One better than a guy. Be There's right. st- it's still better than three dudes. Right. A hundred percent. And dude, you want to go upstairs because like it's kind of like the penthouse. It is the penthouse. We live the two-story penthouse. penthouse. We live on the penthouse. Yeah. We're big ballers. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm gonna take a girl upstairs, you know? I'm gonna give her the treatment. I'm gonna give her we the We don't even penthouse. have an elevator. That's how high up we are. Right. You gotta be physically fit <laughs> you to get be, to our level. That's kind of nice, though. It's like you know, it's like a challenge to get in. Like if if Shorty can't make it up the stairs, I don't want her upstairs. She's just not the one for you. Not acceptable. And we, if you're huffing and puffing. Right. Don't even come into my apartment. You better get your cardio up, babe. Um, no doubt. I mean, your BMI can be up there, but as long as your cardio is good, we're fine. We're killing it. And that's what I'm excited about. You know, it's a BMI kind of summer where we're we're just getting thick out here we're getting into shape quinny just opened up his whole pool yeah dude the pool's open i uh i've gotten to the point my brother and i were talking about working out and all this so my left arm has always had like this 
protruding vein, even when I was fat. Like, it was always there. Apparently, it's a vein. If you're a heroin addict, like, it's, it comes out because, like, you can shoot up. See? It's always yeah. been this oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always. Never has it. And then so, like. Definitely get some H up in there. Yeah. As I started to get fit, like, I, I started to see it go up my, my bicep. And then literally the past couple of weeks, my right arm has been getting juicy with veins. Mm. And, like, one was popping out yesterday. And I go, Matt happening and like i'm starting to get some leg veins too that are popping just getting vascular that's kind of hot quinn you know see you're in the cut it's murder may we're getting out there and we're doing it we're going hard in the paint all may and i've been behind because i'll be honest i was sick and then i've been in finals week and i haven't been motivated but i did run a mile the other day and i timed myself just one mile mile as fast as i could i ran it in six minutes 30 seconds Really? Dece. It's not bad, but I feel like it'd be faster. Well, whatever, dude. Maybe I can run you faster. You weren't just sprinting. You were timing yourself, and you got a 6.30? Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt like I was going to throw up the entire time. Of course. Well, obviously. Yeah. Sprinting miles. So you just did one mile, and you're like, that's I'm good. Yeah, I was sweating. I was sweating. And then I did push-ups after, and okay. I did air squats. Yeah, the past couple of days I've been going. The first two days of finals, I did... I warmed up. I did three miles uh, on the bike. Then I did my workout, and then I went back on the bike, did three miles, nice. and then I walked three miles, a little three by three by three. Yeah. Good Dude, my you. cardio levels are outstanding. Yeah. You look good. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. I I need to get up there. I mean, May is, what is it? It's May 12th. May 12th? Okay. But, like, it's fine. See, the thing is, the way health and life where you know it's ebbs and flows sometimes you're like super super cut in and locked in and like i know so i know some people like you're talking about how you've not been great at it during finals week and you were sick understandable like i'm the complete opposite during finals week like i had to go to the gym okay yeah because if i didn't i think i would go mentally insane you are really really good at like understanding how to use like basically use oh my god you're about to fall i'm about to fall i'm sorry you're really good at using i guess you would say like physiology to kind of hijack and like hack your brain like quinn's like yeah i need to go on a walk every day and i need to work out to reduce stress levels and to clear my head and i think that is works wonders yeah i mean you do that better than anybody i know my dad does that too but i don't think he really realizes the benefits like you he is like oh yeah i like working out like i like running but you do it intentionally because of the health benefits dude like the mental health benefits yeah the um so my psychiatrist was i was telling him about cardio and like all all these things and he's he's brilliant he's from canada i'm pretty sure went to nyu like and psychiatrists have to do um since they can prescribe they do a residency Mm. so they're like normal doctors right um and he was telling me in i think it was philadelphia or something um one of the first like prescribed um treatments for depression anxiety was I think, like, the streets in Philadelphia are named after trees. So it'd be, like, go up Oak Street, then walk back on Maple and, like, just do these yeah. street routes to, clear, like, clear your mind. And, like, that was a prescribed... Wow. Um, That's... Yeah. Like, I, treatment for... 
I mean, it really, if you think about it, like if you've ever been studying for a paper, right? Or uh, studying for a paper, studying for a, t- that's how fried my brain is from finals. But if you've been like doing something, right? And I'm not good at studying long term. Like I can't sit down and like do something for an hour and a half. My brain just does not work that way. Sure. I have to like do 20 minute increments. Okay. And if I get through an hour, I have to go do something. Like I have to go walk. I just like can't sit still and if you're like fried from doing something or like doing all this work and then you like go and work out or because you know sometimes you feel horrible and it's like oh i really don't want to work out like not today and then you go do it and you're like you walk out of the gym and you're like i feel great every single time that happens to me every single time i'll go to the gym it's more it's like ah come on like i don't know i don't want to go i'm tired it's been a long day and then you go and you feel like a beast. You feel so good and healthy and sexy. And you just feel on top of the world. You got a nice pump and you're like, yeah, ladies, checking yeah. me out. I didn't want to go yesterday. Yesterday was like I had no finals. I didn't want to like leave my house, nothing. Got my booty up. I think I went at 12 because I wanted to fast beforehand. I was yeah. like, I, I do not want to be here at all i get on the bike i'm like usually it takes me about like eight to 12 minutes to like start sweating yeah i start sweating i'm like all right we're in the cut it's go time it's like i'm here baby yeah i i talked to a bodybuilder one time um and he's like the hardest part is just getting to the gym the hardest part is just getting your ass out of the chair out of bed and get into the gym. Oh, like, dude, I think we can swear. This isn't going on, on. Oh, yeah? Why are we going on there? Well, I don't think we're on air. This, I think, the, I don't know if the schedule is done, but we're, I mean, maybe we should keep it a little PG. Boobs? Oh, yeah. Not, that's not even a swear word, so say that with uh, free pleasure. Sorry, like, I didn't mean to cut your story. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I was just saying, like, Getting your ass out of bed is the hardest part. Um, once you get to the gym, like you said, I mean, you get a little sweat going. Instant kicks in. And it's like, you know what? I'm here. Like, I'm just going to go through the motions. Because even if you half-ass a workout, you still are going to get benefits from it. You're still going to feel good. Oh, like, yeah. You can't really, like, half-ass, like, you know, five miles on a treadmill or something. You no. know, it's like five miles is five miles. And, like, no matter how long it takes you, like, you're getting out there and you're doing it. Yeah. No, that's very true. Um, my dad, I don't know if you just saw me smile, he sent, I, I texted them in our family group chat that I was done. I was like, I'm a senior. This is weird. Mm. And my dad goes, Quinn Orloff, senior. I like the sound of that. And I just sent back senor with the like little asterisk, like, don't call me senior. Call yeah. me senor. Senor, ah. Yeah, see. Clever boy. Yeah, dude, congratulations. I'll be done tomorrow. Yeah, Dude, you want to hear this absolute flex? I think I told you on the phone, but I'm 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 very happy by it. So my teacher sends me back a paper, and he's like, "Course grade, A minus." Okay, so I got a 93, a 90, and a 94 on paper on all three papers. On the syllabus, it says that's 66 percent of our grade. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um. So that's awesome, 92.3. I'll take that on three papers, no doubt about it, any day of the week, any day of the week. And so that's 66% of our grade. 24 is attendance and participation, and the last 10 was, like, supposed to be quizzes, but we had one quiz. 
and I got a seven out of eight. So still good. And I literally email him back. I was like, Hey, um, on the syllabus, it says 24% of our grades tendency on participation. Like I, I missed one class, my homie, like I participated more yeah. than a lot of people. Where's my, I was like, I think I deserve an A. He just emails me back. Fair enough. All right, fair play, sir. I was, whoa, whoa, lights off, baby. Did you just that was terrifying. I'm turning lights off here. I, I thought the power went out, and then this was still going, and I was like, "What happened?" Sorry, guys. Sorry, just interrupted. But yeah, so you just banged on a professor. Oh, dude, I'm gonna advocate for myself and my grades. Like your syllabus says, 66. percent Okay, where's the other 24? I right. went to every class. I talked. Like, what's the point of me going to class if? If you're not gonna give me the participation points, right? Like my uh, my creative writing teacher, thirty three. I think she grades me harder because I'm a creative writing major compared to everyone else. But on Canvas, you can see the like the little uh, the average lowest highest score. Right. Right. Oh, that's the devil. Most teachers put that up. Some don't, which I like. I like seeing because oh, then you don't compare yourself. I like seeing if the average goes up, that'd be fine. I don't need to see the low and the high. Like whatever. Uh- Nothing's worse than me. The, the low? low? Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Dude. I honestly, it's happened to me so much in my life, I don't even care at this oh, point. Oh, dude, nothing's worse. Oh, uh, I don't. Dude, but, so this creative writing, I'm the low. I'm a 46 out of 50. I'm both of them. Which is all right. I'm not, it's a 92. Yeah. Okay. But let me sound extremely egotistical and horrible. My papers were the best. Two papers yeah. in the class. Okay. We submitted two creative writing pieces. I'm the only creative writing major. My stuff was the best. Was the, No doubt. No doubt. There's no doubt, according to Quinn. There's no doubt. It was the best. I emailed her. I go, how did I get a 46? I literally put it. I was like, I'm a little confused how I got a 46. I go, my pieces were the two best pieces. I go, everyone knows it. I know it. You know it. You said it in my comments. Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Did she respond to you? Not yet. I also, but my canvas did a weird thing during midterms, like these things that we were supposed to submit, mine just showed up blank and like another one showed up blank. And I was like, Hey, I did it. Like I attached that one too. So I kind of like framed it that way. I was like, I asked about the, the, the scores. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm, they're so subjective. If you're doing everything all at once, like, and everything's jumbled together. I mean, it's happened all the time. I've. My whole thing is, like, we're in college. If I don't agree with the grade, I'm going to talk to you about it. Right. Because I'm paying for this. Yeah, 100%. 100%, dude. It's like there should be no reason that there should be any discrepancy in a grade. You know, everything should needs to be just, like, clear out in the open. And that's the thing about participation and – BS like that. Stupid small school things. It's ridiculous. Like, how subjective can you be? It's literally like, like, do I show up for the last week and just say all the things that you want me to say? Well, like, why am I here? If if you're putting in participation and then you don't put that in, like in this creative writing class, our participation grade at the end of the semester is 190. If I do not get a 190 out of 190, I'm going to have an aneurysm on yeah. this lady. Like, I didn't miss one of her classes. I talked about everyone's pieces. Like, what more could you... Like, right. what possibly more could you want out of my participation? Yeah. I'm sure you'll do just fine. I got... 
like an 87 on this one. It was like this writing notebook type thing. Where it's like we were supposed to comment on pretty much every article that we read. And I commented on 95% of the articles. And she's just like, no, your comments weren't great, though. Like, well, if you didn't assign 10,000 pieces yeah. to do, dude, I could go in depth on like two or three. I have a life. And uh, your class is not my only class. Right. And it's like, it's just not. It... So I took this writing center class and my teacher, my teacher is so good at her job. Like she needs to be teaching at a better school because she is so detail oriented and like just cares so much. But like, I just wasn't into it is the thing. Like yeah. you're doing great lady. And like, you're so great at teaching, but it's like, I, I just felt like I had infinite amount of busy work and like one of my final projects dude i did have a fun 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 time with it because quinn you know i'm also a freelance director and so i directed a commercial for the writing center and my teacher absolutely ate it up i directed it was a you know it was kind of like a jake from state farm kind of feel where i was michael from the writing center and i was helping my buddy write a poem about his bay, you know, and my teach just ate it up. And like, that's the kind of thing I can get behind. Like, let me do creative business like that. Yeah. Busy work is honestly the dumbest. Th- like there's no point. If you're going to have me do busy work, at least make it go towards a project or a paper or like something that's actually going to help. Like, sure. I don't want to learn, like you're not, teaching me anything by having me do busy work like the discussion post that mcbratney had us do like dude if you just want to make sure i read give me a reading quiz like Mm -hmm. don't make me because i'm still not gonna read it i'm just going to find it what you want and then kind of write something yeah and it's gonna be what it's gonna be and like if you're gonna give me full credit and full marks on all of it i and i'm still not gonna read unless you like if you start giving me zeros right then I'll start doing right. It's hard. It's so hard to ensure. I think the only way that you can ensure people read is that if you give a reading quiz every time. Yeah. Well, this like lady in the creative the creative writing class. Um. Like she. Um. I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Totally forgot. It's gone She's from my mind. Given you reading quizzes, reading quizzes. No, she didn't even give us writing reading quizzes. quizzes. I just. I don't, I literally do not remember. I hey, was gonna go off somewhere. Yeah, and my mind. Well, let's see. I'm excited to see her email because you gotta have some balls on you to just be like, "Hey, my piece was the best. Everybody else can go f off, kick rocks." I'm not gonna lie about it. I know what it is. They know what it is. I can tell you that it's the mm, best. Like, okay, I'm not gonna sit here on my creative laurels and be yeah. modest. No, if my stuff is the best, yeah. It's I mean, it is but the whole thing is subjective like, oh, if if she like I I don't True. know. It gets me agitated. Now, did she give you feedback on the two pieces? Yeah. What yeah, she what did. did she say? She, she loved like? both of my pieces. Like loved them. Really? Yeah. And she still gave you the lowest grade in the class. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so confused. I mean, I really don't at the end of the day, the whole thing, I just want an A instead of an A minus. Like the yeah. point three in the GPA just helps. That's all oh, I want. Yeah. Really not that big of a deal at the end of the day. I also don't care because we had like our final reading was over Zoom. And this was a total play. 
won't even lie. So this so this one girl goes before me. She's very cute, very pretty. She goes before me. She's getting into her piece. And her yeah. pieces are amazing. Like she's a really good writer. All right. And so she reads, and of course I read right after her, because I was gonna like privately message her. So then I read, and then I'm like, all right, screw it. Last day of class. Yes. Why not? Like You've we been have hanging out the entire semester. Huh? Like you've been in class with this girl the yeah, entire yeah, semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really haven't talked to her. Don't really know much about her. I mean, I know a lot about her because of her pieces. Right. And did she get pretty? Uh, you know. Oh yeah, everyone did. And she she was the second person. Guy was the third person. We had fifteen people in class, so we ended up like talking for hour and a half, like hour fifteen Jeez. minutes, like on the private chat. And I told her, wait like, on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. It's just going back and forth. Yeah, and dude. Shut. And up. the whole That's thing. That's too funny. Well, the whole play, um, I was so, this was this was very charming and smooth by myself. I won't even lie. Okay. Um, she goes, so I told her her stuff, like, reads like a script. Um, definitely could be movies. I'm like, I, I, would, I would go see this if it yeah. was a movie. And she was like, oh, I'll keep you updated if I end up doing movies. Because she was lit. And then she was like, oh, I think I might change to professional creative writing. I'm like, do creative writing. No doubt. Super fun. Like, it's a blast. And so we're talking about that. And she was like, oh, I'll keep you updated if, like, I end up writing scripts. I was like, well, I'm going to need your number if you keep me updated. Oh. I was like, can I get it? And she was like, yeah, sure. And then we started texting. Yeah. And the rest is history. Now you're married with three kids. Yeah. Well, now I'm trying to go get coffee. So we'll see how that goes. But. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to go well. I like, mean, it seems cool. There aren't that many pretty English majors. Is she a freshman? Yeah. Okay, because she's switching up her major. That's what I figured. You know, I'm excited for you, and I'm happy that you reached out to her because you would have been so mad at yourself if, you know what, you logged off that Zoom call and you're just like, why did I never message Dude, her? what's the worst that happens? She doesn't respond. Like, right. Which would be nuts. That would be a nuts play by her. Dude, just an opportunity respond. of a lifetime over and here. And what did you go in with? What was your first message? Like, were you like, oh, I commented up? on our piece. No, no. I was like, I wrote her this whole thing. I was like, hey, it was like probably, it was a nice, it was a nice sized yeah. amount thing. And then she wrote back. And then we just kind of went back and forth. And um, she actually has like very similar music taste to me. And then she, it was funny. We got, we got to the humor humor section of banter in texting so i was like all right if we're already here Ooh. yeah i was like if we're already here i was like all right let the me get this number section of, now what does that look like to you humor section humor section of oh dude she of was um she said something about painting my nails or i said something about okay. painting my nails. i don't know nail painting came up but okay. then i was like you can paint my nails she's like what about your toenails and i was like nah not about it and she was like no foot fetish and i was like mm -hmm. You just brought up foot fetishes, like For a foot fetish on the first yeah. Zoom chat. I was you like, "Do you have I'm a foot saying, fetish?" Bro. I was like, "Is that what you're trying to say?" Yeah, I don't think not, she, she does. <laughs> if she does, it's not even that bad. Like, I love a good foot massage. It's I'm not. I'm not in the feet. I won't lie. I mean, yeah, but you're into getting a foot massage, right? Honestly, 
I've never really had one, and I think it would tickle me. Yeah, it's great. It's like a good tickle. Mm, I don't like being tickled. Twenty toes in his mouth is gonna have a great summer. Yeah, not a chance. No, I, dude, I've sucked a toe. I'll be straight up. Never a chance in my life. I mean, it's I did it ironically. But did you do it ironically? Don't save yourself now. It's already out there. I mean, I put it out there. Yeah, like I've had toes in my mouth, like uh, ironically or toes. unironically, multiple. Ironically or unironically, son, you still have toes in your mouth, and I own that thing. You know what I'm saying, boy? You hey, know? man. No judgment here. I'm just not it's a like, toe guy. There's a story in the Bible of you know the woman washing her, washing Jesus's feet with her hair. That's really? how I feel. Is that a real thing? Yeah. She like took this expensive oil. Poured it on Jesus' That's awesome. feet. She just got olive oil. Because you know, back in the day, boy, this is coming out. This is my Jewish history. Back in the day, you know, when they were walking around, you know, the desert, the Middle East, with their sandals on, they'd be walking on these dirt paths. They, their feet would get filthy. There would be, you know, horse dookie and, you know, camel dung and donkey shite and uh, all the sorts. They'd have... I mean, the road would be treacherous. I mean, so their feet would become filthy after a days of walking. And so this fine woman came into Jesus Christ from above and washed his feet, poured expensive oil Not, dude, all over his feet. And I just know it. we had to read the Bible. We had to read like certain things from the Bible freshman year at Hawken. Um, it's just like part of the curriculum. And I just remember. Uh, learning that there's gay love in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I remember reading that section. I was like, hold up, wait a minute, I pause. I don't know where it's, I mean, you could easily find gay it. Gay love in the Bible. But there's there's dudes, you know, having love, making yeah. love. And I was like, wow, didn't know that was in here. That's pretty awesome. The Bible's really, We it was actually a fun thing. We like did the Bible and then we had to come up with we like rewrote a chapter of the Bible of the Bible, Whoa. like creatively. The Bible, the Gospel according to Quinn. Which one did you? I think create? I did Moses parting the Red Sea. Yo, I don't really, I don't really remember. It was so long ago, but I mean, it's a crazy, crazy story. Yeah, I mean, the whole history of Passover is like, I mean, the fact that. Moses brought, what did he bring? He brought, you know, frogs, plague, famine. Probably. I mean, I just find it so. He brought hellfire to the Egyptian people. I just find it fascinating. The, a lot, like Joe Rogan have ha- has had some people on who talk about, I don't know what chapter it is in the Bible. I don't know what book, but like it starts off with all these, um, all these gods and goddesses like coming down from the clouds, whatever, and um, he's like, how are these people not baked out of their minds? Yeah. He's like, no chance they were not tripping. Yeah. And I, you know, you know, I, I believe can, it. I can see it. I see it. I see it, you know. I don't know. Life seems a lot more profound on certain types of drugs, and I could see to where you would indulge in these drugs much like modern day Christians do, while they still drink alcohol during their religious ceremony, why wouldn't they be indulging in certain drugs as a community and have this spiritual connection to where they all feel like they take this drug and then profound things happen? Well, wasn't um, incense used to 
like, uh, I know mess people up in church. Like, part of the reason I've, I've read um, that church has all the cool pictures and um, I'm forgetting the word. Um, what's, uh, not plexiglass. The glass. Oh, the stained glass? Stained glass. And, like, yeah. all those things, like, what the priests wear and what everyone wears and yeah. whatever is because people would get, like, they'd make people high as balls. And then if you're, like, hearing someone preach in this massive like garb that's kind of terrifying even when you're sober and then right. you hear this dude preaching about all these things and you're like i'm gonna listen to him yeah no doubt about it for sure i'm gonna listen to this dude because i don't want to die no not a chance i think there's a lot to that to where you know drugs weren't seen as taboo i mean it's it's honestly like pretty recently that all of the drugs have been outlawed you know like in the last 300 years is really when you see things become taboo but before then i think it was pretty fair game well drugs uh i know in america the history of drugs like cocaine and uh like coca-cola the whole reason a lot of the reason a lot of stuff was banned in america was because of black culture Mm. and like the white lawmakers didn't like it anymore because the black community started to use it um I mean, I'm of the mind. I don't really think drugs should be regulated. Like, you can literally walk into CVS across the street and buy enough liquor to kill yourself mm-hmm. pretty easily. I mean, you could buy drugs, too, like Motrin. You can take enough Motrin to kill yourself. Yeah. So it's like, I think there should be regulations. But if people want to mess their life up, like, marijuana, inherently, you're probably not going to get people doing, like, crazy stuff on yeah. it. I mean, you don't really hear of people, like, getting high and then doing stupid right. things. Killing someone. Like yeah. Like, alcohol. Like, or coke or heroin, I've I've heard. I mean, I've read some stuff and listened to some stuff about heroin um, that it just, like, you're just, you just have, like, a great time on yeah. it. I mean, you got to – I think the important thing to realize is that any drug people are willing to – live in the streets and throw their lives away for is gonna feel amazing like well the problem is everything feels so good the first time and then anything addictive and then it's like chasing that high i mean kind of but like ah, dude like when i had surgery my that that was the most extent i've had with um percocets and those will do some damage i mean every time you take one it's just a warm hug it's just uh wonderful like i like you got to recognize that there are you know there's a horrible side to them but also they're pretty amazing yeah i mean you feel pretty good the um like when people say like oh he threw his life away for this like yeah like because it's an awesome drug. You feel amazing, and he's chemically addicted to them. Like, yeah, he's probably going to throw his life away for him. We yeah. need to do some research, and we need to have some better rehab facilities That's to give facts. people better outlets than these drugs. Because they're amazing, and you need to give people something better than the drugs to fill the hole that these drugs are filling. Like, that's a tall order. Yeah. Well, this lady at the clinic, I have a fun drug story. Um, my brother was... Doing so, I think it was a coworker or someone. She was about to get a colonoscopy, or she just had one, and they give you fentanyl. Um, 
I don't know, before, after, like, whatever, managed the pain. Um, and she got called into a drug test the next day. Mm. And she's like, I'm going to fail. She told them. She's like, I had a colonoscopy. It's on her chart, whatever. She's like, I'm going to fail the drug test. She's like, I have fentanyl still in my system. Yeah. Because I got a colonoscopy. It's not like I'm doing cocaine. And right. it was crazy. I was like, I asked Matt. I forget what he said. but Because fentanyl's That is pretty, like, I mean, for a colonoscopy to have fentanyl? Well, I mean, I don't want someone going up my, um, you know. Well, don't they? I mean, sometimes they just put you right under, right? No, you're awake. Because my dad just had one. You're awake, but you're, like, out of it. Because they start by doing, like, a rectal exam, which is just your fingers. Oh, okay. And That's what I thought the whole thing was. Well, my dad doesn't listen, so screw it. I'm going to go into it. Yeah. Um. And this is Matt. It's, like, kind of fascinating. I mean, Matt yeah. works in the colon rectal unit, so, like, I get this. I mean, I, like, I don't know how it works specifically because I'm. it's way over my head. But, like, they start with, you know, they lube up their fingers and they go in. Okay, and, like jelly on your fingers. Yeah, boy. dude. Oh. And, like, that's how they start. And my dad's like, I do not remember that. And Matt goes, that's how they start every exam. And because Matt was in the room when he was getting it. Are you kidding me? No. Matt, watch your dad get it. I think he was in the room. It's like so. It's so disrespect, dude. Oh, if dude, it's so un. Matt was talking to me about how unsexualized everything is, though, in operating rooms. Like, he was talking about how someone was on the table. He's just like, it, he's like, I don't even know how to explain it. No, but like, I like my child is not like watching me get a colonoscopy. Oh, I don't know if he was in there. I but like my brother. Made like uh, I know their boss, the the head guy did it. Um, so you know, it's nice to have someone who works in medicine, right? But it's really cool. All their stuff. Um, I'm gonna because Matt listens. He's probably listening, rolling his eyes, being like, "I was not in there. You're talking about medicine all wrong." <laughs> probably. I mean, it's probably. Hey, Matt, I get it. You love colon rectums, but you gotta chill out. Yeah, but. All I know is the stuff he's doing is really cool because hopefully by the time in like 10 years, hopefully by the time we need colonoscopies, we won't have to get them because they'll be able to screen stuff from your blood. What the, I mean, which would be really I cool. I would still pay Matt to. Matt's not going to be a colon rectal surgeon. But he's he could still, I mean, I'll probably just lube him, lube him up and get him up. I mean, there. it's really cool if he goes to DO school. Um, so there's DOs and MDs. DOs do more manipulation. He wants to be an orthopedic, which is like better for him because you can manipulate stuff easier and like learn about the body more. Okay. And I was like, that'd be wonderful for me because he could literally like crack my back and yeah. align my back and all that stuff. And I'm like, that'd be tight. Would be. That'd be. T-. He's looking into. It's actually really cool. Um, there's a program. So Laycom. I like to call it LECOM because it's that's how it's phonetically pronounced. Okay. But it's Lake Erie College of Osteopath- Osteopathic Medicine. They have one in Erie. They have one in Pittsburgh. They have another one someplace else he- around here, and they have one in Tampa. And, like, he already has scores good enough to get into their master's program. And then all you need is, like, a 3-3 to matriculate into the med school. I don't know what he's going to end up doing because hopefully he can just go to med school. But I'm like, it'd be super cool even if you had to get your master's to go to Tampa for five years yeah. to learn medicine. Dude, why not? And then come back to Cleveland, some hot shot from Tampa. He's all he's all nice and tan. He's looking great. 
comes back to yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. Well, Cleveland, if you're going to practice medicine ever anywhere, Cleveland is just the place to be. Oh, yeah. Half the city's a hospital. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he wants to live in Cleveland. I don't really. The thing is, you get good hospitals anywhere, pretty any big city. You're going to have, like, decent hospitals, but I don't know. I think it'd be cool to live out west for a little bit. Most deaf. Most deaf. I think that would be cool, and it's a long journey to become that doctor, boy. That's a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think he also might go into the Army because um, they pay for it. Because you do, like, your residency, and then you go into the Army. But it would be super cool because he wouldn't be, like, a medic doc. He would probably be on a base somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if you're, you're like, all right, you go to Tampa, you go to med school. Then so you do your residency, let's say, wherever they give you a job, someplace cool, like maybe Texas, whatever, wherever you can get a job, right? right. He goes there. He's there for, I think it's four years, his residency. And then he owes the Army. I think it's either four or eight, um, depending on – I think it's four because they pay for med school. Mm-hmm. So he owes the Army four. Let's say you're just like on a. I mean, the army has bases everywhere that they're like allies. Right. You'd be in London, being like a family doctor, or like they're one of the guys who's a cold rectal surgeon for the clinic. I I actually think he's the head of the department. Was a cold rectal surgeon in the army. Okay, that was his yeah. job. I, it seems like a no brainer. I mean, that's pretty crazy to think Matt will be in the U.S. Army. Well, it'd be. It's something that I could see him doing because you're part of something bigger than yourself. And it gets you, like, they pay for your med school. They give you money to do it beforehand. So they give you X amount to, like, do it. Yeah. Um, And then you have money. Like, you'd be saving up, right? And then you're living on a base in wherever. You know, you could be, I think it'd be super cool to go overseas, like Japan or someplace. Like, live there for a couple of years. You get to go off base and like do cool stuff and it'd be cool to be staying like you have no debt then you're coming out of the army at like 35 36 however old he would be maybe you find your wife med school or in the army or whatever or like maybe wherever you're like what if you're in australia or london and you i think he's gonna meet his wife in japan i think he's gonna meet his wife in med school that's what i think yeah yeah Okay, I can see that. I, I think he's going to meet his wife in med school or his, like, first-year residency. Yeah. Matt will get married in – he's 23, probably when he's, like, 30. Right. 30 when to 31. His, him and his doctor wife are all yeah. finished and they're graduated. They're going to get married, have two little doctor babies. Yeah. Have a themselves a great life. I mean, that sounds good, but probably not the life that we're going to live. No, not a chance. Not a chance. But it's all good. I'm chilling. You know, I'm uh, reading the Matthew McConaughey book, and he went to Australia for, a, like, a gap year, if you didn't know that. Sweet. I did not. Really? Int- he's just got an interesting life. You know, he's he's a, um, I'd call him a nomad, you know. Yeah. He's kind of been everywhere. Um, is written really well. He's really well-spoken. It's funny. Um. I'm going to finish it in two days. I'm going to finish it tonight. Wow. Book number one of the summer, done. Going to be done tonight. Do you have a goal for how many books you're going to read? So I read 12 last summer, so at least 12. Yeah. Um, I'm starting earlier than I did last summer. Um, I think I'm going to be busier this summer just because things more things are open. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be working more. I only worked like four days last summer a week. Um, so I think I'm going to be working more days. 
But, you know, the weekends, you get up 9, 30, 10, you get your little workout in, like a little walk, you know, keep it light, keep yeah. it tight on the weekends. Oh, you get yeah. your coffee, your, oh my God, the best. My, one of my favorite things I did last summer, I don't know if I'll change it up, but you know, it's like 75, it's nice. It's like you're not sweating it, it's not midday tan, like level sweat after lunch. But it's like, if you're drinking coffee in the sun, you're going to get hot, but- Drinking coffee and reading on my zero gravity chair every Saturday. and so- Oh, my God, dude. It's literally my favorite thing. Like, my brother's playing men's league baseball and, like, coaching baseball. So, like, his weekends are, like, pretty busy until, I would say, like, mid-July. That'd yeah. be my guess. And then he has, all like, the rest of that time to chill on the weekends. But me and my dad, you bet your bottom dollar yeah. every weekend – We'll be out there doing nothing, having fires on Saturdays. Yes. In our new pit. In the brand Life's going to be good. I'm going to, I mean, I can usually get through a book depending on how mad, if it's a 400 page book, I can usually get through it in a weekend. Okay. Because I'll go 200, 200. I'll read 200 in the morning or 100 in the morning, then I'll read 100 in the afternoon. I wonder what your words per minute. How fast. fast it's not, it's fast. If I'm like reading for pleasure and not trying to like comprehend, I mean, comprehend, but not like analytically comprehend it. You know, yeah. you like, you know, that difference, not sure. trying to write a paper about it. Yeah. Like just trying to enjoy it. I can read fast. Yeah. Um, Like I read Harry Potter, the seven of those in like a month. Yeah. You're just cranking them out. Yeah. I mean, if I'm enjoying something like this Matthew McConaughey book, I read it for like two hours yesterday. This morning, I read it from 10 until 1230. Just, like, I have no idea where I think I read probably, like, 75 pages this morning. Mm-hmm. You're cruising. You're doing all right. Yeah. I mean, my dad reads really fast. I read really fast. My mom's slow and my brother has dyslexia, but he's, like, pretty fast. He's decently fast. Yeah. Are you fast? I'm average speed, probably. Um, it's normal size. I'm normal size. <laughs> um, the, how do you think you got fast? Because, like, speed reading is definitely a skill, I would, I would say. And, like, I'm definitely... Just doing it. Just reading. Just reading. Yeah. You just gotta. I think the most daunting thing. It's anything, right? Like I usually don't read during the semesters, yeah. just because academic work and like trying to read and do that. And I'd rather like dick around and play video games than like keep my mind occupied with something else other than work. Yeah. And um. So. I know, you just got to do it, and, like, yesterday I was like, oh, I don't really want to start reading, but then I did it, and I just, like, you fall into a different world, which is so lovely. I love that feeling, actually. Yeah, and so you just have to do it, and you just get better. Like, I, I wasn't a fast reader most of high school, and then I got to college, and, you know, you start reading. You start finding things that you like. You know, you start mm-hmm. really finding the genres and the authors that you really like. And then off of those, you find other authors that you like or stories you want to read. Or, like, what really – because if you if something doesn't pique your interest, you're going to read it slowly no matter what. Yeah, um, true enough. Like, I read The Hunger Games, and the first two were really good. And then the third one, I was like, this is garbage, <laughs> personally. Like, I didn't like how she ended the story. Um like Harry Potter's kept my interest the whole way through. Um, I read Jurassic Park. That one wasn't wonderful, but mm-hmm. like I wanted to finish it, you know. Right. Isn't there something amazing about like the Harry Potter series to where 
you know, you can read it when you're, you know, 10, but you can read it when you're 21 and you get, you know, you still get enjoyment, but like two different levels of appreciation. I feel like you can definitely appreciate a lot more of the fine details. Yeah. So I didn't read it as a kid. Yeah. And last year at 20 was the first time I read it. And I actually got the idea. So I had the first one. It was just like, I was cleaning my bookshelf because I wanted my bookshelf in my room. So be books I've read and then books I wanted to read um that i had and just stuff that i've accumulated and like want to get through Mm -hmm. and this one this this harry but the first one was in my room and i'm like oh that's strange like matt never read it i never read it and it's like 200 pages it's not long the first one's like maybe 250 not long at all so i'm like all right i get like probably 50 pages and i'm like all right mom we need to buy the other six um on Amazon, they get there the next day. Wonderful. It was like Wonderful. it was like forty bucks. It was thank awesome. you, Uncle Jeff. Yeah, it was amazing. And well, the best thing about books too is it's cheap pleasure. Like books are not expensive compared to like a video game that's sixty True. bucks, seventy bucks on the PS Five, right? Like I went and I got two books today at half price books, and that's gonna keep me entertained for five to six hours at least. Yeah, at least. And yeah, but the Harry Potter back to that, my, um, one of my teachers in, uh, high school on the Bahamas trip that we went on, he was reading it for the first time at, I think it was like 26, but he loved them. And like, he, he was a very big nerd in that regard of like liking sci-fi stuff, which I mean, who isn't? Cause right. it's sick. It's so cool. It just, it transports you into a whole different world. They need to remake the movies. I'm not a fan of the movies. Really? No. Okay. There's so the problem is there's so much. It's like any book. One, unless the author is directing it, which never happens, or the author is picking like inherently in the casting room, casting everyone. I mean, they miss stuff. Like the first three were fine, and then four is when the books get bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, each each movie had to be like three hours yeah. at least to like get what you needed. Like they changed one fundamental thing. I think it was in the fifth one where. One of the girls, like, told about the secret room. I think that's the fifth one where they're all practicing. I, yeah, they all blend yeah. together. But, like, obviously they're not paying this one girl to have this minor, minor role. But in the book, you know. Right. It's, like, not that minor. Like, she's around for probably a couple of chapters she's mentioned. But they're not paying someone X amount of dollars to do that. And, like, you know, you just don't have to. It'd be a seven-hour movie if, you know, every movie would be four parts. Yeah, what's the what's the, the Olympic details. one, the fourth one, Goblet of Fire? That one was crazy. That one's a really cool one. The, oh, great book. The movie, though, they made, um, they, like, uh, the thing that made Harry breathe underwater, um, who's the, who's the, um, their weird friend who could have been the, who could have been Harry as well? Um, Robert Pattinson. No, 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 no. The uh, um, he had like buck teeth and he was chubby, and then he got really fit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. who I'm talking. Who was also in the Queen's Gambit? I don't know. I didn't see that. Okay. But his mom, his, his both his parents died too. Yeah. Or went crazy. You know who I'm talking about? I do. I forget his name. Um, which is probably not great as a <laughs> fan of Harry Potter. But. Um, they like had him give Harry the, the stuff where he could breathe underwater, which I don't think was like accurate, 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 (laughs) accurate. No, I get that. I think. Which annoyed me. They're pretty good. I don't know. I mean, the fact that 
they're they're kind of holding up, you know. They're holding up, I'd say. But, but to go on to a different segment, we will talk about vaccinations. Yeah, we got twelve minutes left. Twelve minutes left. Yeah, I'll talk about my vaccination adventure because Quinn, I'll be quite honest with you, I can feel it kicking in still. And I don't feel 100%. Is your arm sore today? I know you said it wasn't bad. It's just like, kind of like you said, where it's like you just feel a little out of it. Out of it, A little disassociated. Yeah. Um, And so I went into the walk-in clinic at the Wolstein Center yesterday. I'm a walk-in. and How daring of you. Right? I know. And I parked in a handicapped parking spot because it was like the only spots that they had advertised. I was like, well, like... I guess I'm handicapped for the day. Uh, and so I walk in there. Immediately, as soon as I walk in, I'm having second thoughts. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, I just like, this is going to hurt. Like, I like I don't want to get sick. Like, like I don't want a microchip in my arm. Like, uh, why? Like, who's jo- who even is Johnson? I don't know Johnson or the other Johnson for that matter. It's a family company. It's like, yeah, but like, that sounds culty. It's like, do I even want part of this? And so I go in, and these men in uniform, private whatever his name was, we'll call him private parts, he comes, and he's like, sit down, sir. Like, sign up, put your name here. Did you have to do, did you have to bring your ID or anything? Yeah. Did you have to sign up for it online? No, I just walked in, gave this guy my ID. He's like, oh, let me take your information down, sir, to add you into our database. And so then I went over there, sat down. I waited maybe 10 minutes, and then they this guy comes around, and he looks like he's younger than me, and he's the guy that's shooting Quite me Quite possibly. And I'm like, dude, like, this is, I'm terrified. I, like, and it's just this little, this little punk is going to shoot me up in my arm. Dose me up with that J and J boy, and I'm not just like I'm just not ready for it. So yes, I looked. Did away. you get to choose J and J or no? No, they was they just, just like gave it to you. It's like the special of the day. It's literally like the soup of the day. It's like oh, we got J and J. Like all right, whatever. I mean, which I like. I'll get the one shot. Yeah. Um. Good so thing th- you're not one of the like six people who died. Right. Real clottage who clotted up. Well, the uh, my favorite whole part about that is uh, uh, Bill Burr goes on his podcast, Matt showed me this. He goes, um, literally, all they should have done to advertise it uh, coronavirus vaccine brought to you by the people who cured polio, like cured it, it's gone. He's like, uh, he's like, I understand how many people have died, but he's like, six people. He goes, out of six million, yeah, come on. Yeah. Keep it going. What are we doing here? Right. Let's use our brains here. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of sus. And I feel, I don't know, people were telling me, like, congratulations. And people are like, oh, you got it. Like, good job. Like, that's cool. I don't necessarily feel good about it, Quinn. I won't lie to you because I don't really know what I put in my body. It's like we got this stuff done so quickly. It's like what, what if I put in, what if I put, you know, I actually saw a commercial yesterday watching the Indians. Um, it was a scientist, and he goes, 
he he literally said what was in it and i was like oh that's actually really surprising there's like there was like four it's like four ingredients it's um water sugar uh sodium i think and then like a protein that helps fight covid and he's like less than a it's less ingredients than like pop or a candy yeah. bar i was like that's kind of crap i was like when you break it down like that all right all right it makes it seem make me feel better yeah because there you go you know what i did quinn i went last night i'm literally sitting there like still feeling kind of woozy and i put on i am legend a great movie yeah oh my god one of the best movies i mean what probably one of will smith's oh i think it's his best one probably his best piece that movie yeah spooked you a little bit is about this yeah. situation i mean this person magically comes up with a cure all of a sudden three years later it's will smith and then he has to kill his dog yeah i'm gonna sad. have to kill my dog in three years you don't even dude. have a dog i know but i'm gonna have to get one so i can be will smith my legend dude and i'm not ready for that i'm just not ready to go out like that you know what i won't even be will smith because i'm one of the fools that got the vaccine in the first place so i'm gonna be a zombie dude i'm probably gonna be the one that kills will smith do you think do you think um we're going to have to one i have two questions or twofold question do you think they're going to make vaccinations mandatory for the fall here. And do you think we're going to be maskless in the fall? Okay. I have my I have both answers. Okay. But I'll let you go. I don't think they do vaccinations are mandatory. I agree. Um, and I we probably still have to wear masks. I agree with that, too. You think we're going to have the high flex again still? I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot more on campus. I agree. I, I think don't all the teachers hate Zoom. Yeah, but I don't see how they can, if they're st- if we're still wearing masks, I don't see how they can get rid of it. True. Enough. Which is going to be kind of lit because, like, if you're like, eh, I don't know if I want to go to class today. I'm feeling a zoom, today, dark. zoom in. Yeah. Dude, Which has kind of been clutch about the whole thing. If everybody had, I would be. I wish everyone a fan. got, dude. If everyone got it, then we could be maskless. That's what I'm like. If, like, why did I even get the vax? Like. I can't even take my mask off. Like, now my shoulder hurts and I have to wear a yeah, mask. Yeah, but the nice thing is, is, like, if you go into a restaurant, like, inside now, it's just like, all right. But I was never even worried about that in the first place. Yeah, I know. But I'm belt different. But know. it's just, like, nice to literally not have to worry about it yeah. at all. I literally was never even worried about it. I know. Because I'm a... But at least now I'm not worried about it. You're not worried about me. Well, now you don't have to give. Yeah, you don't have to give it to me. Right. So that's That's cool. That's good. That's good. It's all. It's fine by me. I mean, that's the thing. Like you were vaccinated though. Like so. I mean, I couldn't even really. Yeah, I know. Like I was protected. I'm not. Now you got two layers of protection. Yeah, I'm not. Not too worried about it. We have five minutes. Five minutes, baby. What do you want to talk about? Um. Let's see. What is, what have I been doing recently? Uh, I'm done with school. I'm vaccinated. I start work on Monday. I'm going to be scaffolding up in this in this beautiful city of Cleveland. I'll be building scaffolding up skyscrapers. I'll be building scaffolding in your backyard. I'll be building scaffolding for your mother. I'll be doing the Lord's work getting scaffolding done. Have you bought gas recently? I bought gas yeah, this morning. How expensive was it? Apparently, uh, have you seen have you seen the stuff about 
Oh, the gas pipeline yeah. hack shortage. I, know. I really haven't read up about that and the stuff that's happening in Israel right now. Huge world news. We don't have to dive into pretty big news either um, of them. But the gas shortage shortage stuff is just kind of fascinating. It to is. Me. I mean, thanks Joe Biden, I guess. Dude, the lady uh, who's a Republican. I don't know if she's like I I don't know. She's in the Senate, and she was talking about how people need to still be worried about trump she just got booted from her leadership position that's geeked people still need to be worried about trump like dude trump's chilling right now trump's chilling like a villain he probably is having the most fun he's had in four, four years. years yeah he probably had a miserable time he didn't even president. want to be he just ran because barack and everyone made fun of him and then he got it and then it was like oh god i genuinely think Donnie T wanted the best for this country, and he still does. And he wasn't the hero we needed. He's the hero we deserved, dude. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you from the fact that he probably wanted what's best for the country. I just don't. His worldview compared to, like, 98% of, not even 98, however many people didn't vote for him, like, half the country, his worldview just makes, like, no sense. Yeah. I mean, he would have been... No doubt, in my opinion, reelected if COVID did not happen. Yeah. Like, it was close. It was super close with COVID. Right. With Biden. It's... I'm interested to see if he reruns in 2024. I hope he does. Because I just want to watch the world burn. I hope other, n- another celebrity runs. I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson might run. Good, dude. I'd vote for him. Let's get Kevin Hart in there. Let's get a business. Oh, Kevin Hart's just gonna get sloppy drunk and say stupid things Good. like he did at the. Oh my God, he's Kevin Hart's funny, but he's also such an idiot. Yeah, he's rich. Such an idiot. I, he's got a few money. He's not afraid to say f you, dude. And that's what I'm all about. Man. I don't know. Talking about comedians, have you seen Nate uh, Burz Burzdak? I don't know his last name. He's from Nashville. I just watched his stand up. Last yeah, night, super. Good. It was funny. It was really funny. You know who my favorite stand-up is that I'm excited to see that hasn't released anything in a while? Daniel Tosh. Dude, Tosh. he's been off the world. Tosh, good for him, because I would be too. And that's how you know he's a real one, because he's like, yeah, I'm going to get my bag and I'm out. Like, I don't care what you guys have to say. I'm going to enjoy my life. He's oh, not he made in- so much money from Tosh.0. Oh, dude. He, I mean, that's one of the longest-running TV shows of all time. And his stand-up is just so funny. I don't think I've ever watched his stand-up. I just know his, his show. His stand-up is, like, my favorite type of humor. Really? It's just so... Who's he like, anyone? He's a little bit, like... He's kind of like Anthony Jeselnik, but if Jeselnik, like... It's that kind of dark... Okay. Dark side, but it's like a lot more, like, excited and... A little more extended, like gotcha. not these like quick, fast pace like punchlines, but um, it's that kind of dark, dry humor okay. that I love and I eat it up. What's a, that's that's a great way to end the episode. Yes. Dark humor, everything like that. You know, you know how it be. All right, dude. This Peace. is sweet talk.